This is dedicated, a show where people share about what they are dedicated to. It could be a career or a hobby. They will tell you why they are so into it, or how they become so good at it. I'm your host Lulu, and making these conversations happen is what I am dedicated to. You can also tell me what you are dedicated to. If there's one thing that all human beings love, it's probably food. It nourishes our body. It nourishes our spirit. For some people, food is about desire, pleasure, and status. For others, it's a creative outlet. And they even translate this passion for food into an amazing career. Not necessarily a cook. There are actually other niches in the market, like being a food photographer, recipe designer, food stylist, and so on. You may not realize it, but their work is everywhere, from the crispy skin, well-seasoned chicken wings on your food delivery app. To the extravagant feasts you see in films and TV shows. Besides all the sweet perks, working with food is not always glamorous. It also calls for endurance, patience, and ability to work under pressure. In this episode, we talk to Marta. A food creative who builds a marketplace that helps thousands of food creatives just like her to connect with potential clients. How did she start it? Does she enjoy it? I hope you're not so hungry, cause we're gonna talk about food a lot in this episode. So today we have Marta. She's a food creative, and she's also the founder of Foodie. Which is a network that helps other food creatives to connect with their clients, and we will talk more about this just in one sec. And without further ado, I will let Marta introduce herself. Well, hello, my name is Marta, and I'm a food creative myself.、Mm-hmm. And as Kexin introduced me, I'm a, I'm a, I started platform for food creatives called Foodie, which I thought is very, very needed in the market.、Mm-hmm. So here I am, and I'm. Ready to open it? Any discussions and questions that you may have? So, Mata, what does a food creative do? Okay, so this is kind of term that I am I'm, I'm coining myself. And for food creative, I consider anybody that does creative work related with food or uses uses food as a creative prop. So, anybody that is basically doing that for commercial reason. Because creatives are people that are doing creative works for advertising, branding, and I extended that definition towards recipe development, different types of content development, design, basically anything that is needed. Food creative does anything, any work that is needed for branding, advertising, development of of concepts for food industry, brands, services. Uh, institutions, clients, publications. So think about、uh, food magazines, food network, you know,、mm-hmm. the media networks, 
advertising that you see on the street, the photography that you see in the magazines and anything that is related to that. Mm. And somebody's there's somebody behind it, whether it's photographer or designer or director when it comes to TV commercial or copywriter, all writer or the script writer or mm. you know somebody that's basically developed the recipe for the concept. That's food creative too. And there are so many people involved into creating these things that we see everywhere, wherever you go. You know, you go to Starbucks, you see photography, you see designs. Mm. So there are people that are food creatives, people that design that. I see. Wow. Yeah. And how long have you been doing this? And how did you get into this in the first place? Well, I I actually started stumble upon being food creative by by chance. I was interested in food always and cooking. And I'm I'm originally from Poland, so mm-hmm. every time I would go to Poland, I people would always harass me how bad American food is. <laughs> And I and I would say that this is not true because there is so so much culture here and diversity in food and and basically influences that you don't even know about just because the only thing you know is McDonald's it doesn't mean that's mm-hmm. what Americans eat. And mm-hmm. I started blog in Polish and that was about twelve years ago. I started blog in Polish about food, uh, which I started photographing for and writing articles and mm-hmm. uh, and then somehow. The blog became really popular and it's probably the most important blog on American food culture in Poland. And uh, somehow people here get upset in the United States that I'm writing in Polish. So I started blogging English and doing, you know, illustration and recipes. And somehow some food magazine in Poland find me and they wanted me to become columnist for them. Mm-hmm. So I so I basically became like a columnists doing monthly issues for them and also started developing recipes for them and writing articles mm-hmm. and I did few issues and and somehow I mean somehow because of that I started getting more job requests and that was before everybody was creative nowadays everybody's doing that on Instagram that was mm-hmm. way before the social media launched so nobody was really doing that and then from you know basically doing all these food magazines then I you know I live in LA so there is a lot of production work. I somehow got hired to, you know, jobs that are promotion. And then I started seeking clients and, and projects on my own and just somehow grew into the mm-hmm. big thing that I didn't even notice when. And But I was always somehow affiliated with creative industries. I worked with the designing sets for movies before, mm-hmm. but it wasn't just food related. It was, it was just general creativity but food was just my thing so uh, yeah and then when I started doing it and the market changed and the social media kind of changed the landscape and the way people are being hired and the clients contacting there's you know the old system the old system sort of collapse and the tech was trying to like build a lot of solutions that are that are just really bad and I decided I need to build a platform that actually reflects how the market functions and how the market basically works. Mm, I see. You started blogging kind of like a passion project, and then you found out that there's tons of business related food. So you kind of just turned this into like a full-time business and your business also evolved with this changing technology and all those social media stuff. And 
that came to Fudi, where you realize is there's actually um, something needed for the entire community, and that may also help you to better identify the trends or demands or the skills that is needed for this industry, right? Yes, this, this is exactly what happened. The, the the problem, the biggest problem with the creative industry is that the market, the food landscape changed. Like the, we used to have five corporations in America that basically controlled the food landscape and and you know a bunch of restaurant chains, and then somehow about ten years ago everything started crumbling because the internet gave people access to to making things and you know information more information and ability to make and Americans are very industrious and entrepreneurial so they started developing brands you know like everybody knew that the big you know food big companies are putting poison in food and people didn't want to eat that so they started developing a lot of brands and you know all of a sudden we have like this giant market of all these products that need all this advertising when the social media came and everybody's trying to look for content and there is like so new so many new formats that the content needs to be uh, needs to be developed in and before it used to be just tv advertising really expensive commercials that often costed like two million dollars to produce mm. so imagine how expensive that was and only few people knew how to get into this uh, or had connections to get into this or talent to become stars you know there are a few directors mm. and people producing those commercials and then when the social media came into life the demand for content be, became so huge that everybody wanted to become a creator uh, and and create some kind of videos or films mm -hmm. or photography and that created a lot of new and different styles that we were used to in photography or advertising before you know that what i build into fully actually reflects that the changes in style because the old stuff is needed but the new stuff is needed this different skills are needed for social media, different level of skills is needed for the high-end advertising that costs million dollars to produce versus mm -hmm. something cheap that you produce for Instagram. So there are many different levels of creativity and skill that go into it. And and Foodie is is designed to basically accommodate everything, like every type mm -hmm. of skill, every level of skill, every budget, and you know, anything that any brand, whoever needs that food creative content or whatever, whatever that is, can be fine on Foodie, ideally. I see. So do you have a rough idea of how many food creatives are there at Foodie? And also how many new client requests are posted weekly or even daily? Well, I, I, I really, because I'm, I'm building this right now, so there is no mm -hmm. really features for that, but I have a I have about 6,000 creatives just organically. Oh. And this is just, this is just people just starting because if I got, you know, if I got, if I get the funding from VC mm -hmm. or something and I can really start uh, basically building more features and, and mm -hmm. marketing platform at scale, I believe I can have about 3 million creatives mm -hmm. in less than five years. So, so this is basically just the, the platform is in the MVP stage face and I'm testing and I'm engaging all these people so that's why it's a smaller group too mm. and these people are actually giving feedback and doing that and there's there, about 10% of the people that are 
register with the platform are clients of different of different types there are brands restaurants mm -hmm. uh, agencies that are looking for the creative talent you know that the need for this platform is huge and there is a lot of there is a lot of uh, motion around it and people inquiring and jobs people are being hired for you know writing articles for mm -hmm. blogs people are hired to be to become you know photographers there are, there are like the, people are being hired basically and exposed to different opportunities for fully. And it's also a, a great tool for people to market themselves because you can mm -hmm. do por portfolio, you can build your portfolio that is actually tagged in a proper way. So it's searchable and picked up by, by Google mm -hmm. in a way that you want to be fine, you know, because the way I build it, it's based on the model of the market and everything that is built into it. It's basically designed to be fined for very, very specific skills. Mm -hmm. So, so that's the that's the whole thing. And yeah, the platform, the platform gets a lot of gets a lot of interest and people asking and you know, basically being very curious about it. I'm actually thinking about starting a blog too and mm -hmm. creating discussions because there is a lot of issues and people wanna basically get on air and talk about it too. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of different things going on, you know, in this MVP phase, testing mm -hmm. the project, the, the concept. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the website already looks pretty nice. And also I love the oven on the front page. So did, did you design it by yourself? Yeah, basically I'm, I'm very, very, when it comes to like the, the look and the feel, that was just, that was me. Of course I had people to help me because I'm not designer like technically I don't know how to design or use mm. the software for that or or I, if I if I do it would take me way too long <laughs> mm. but the photography is something that I did myself and the all the graphic design is according to my direction so basically it's everything was sketched by me and just a, a, a lot of work and you know pushing people boundaries and trying to make it I wanted to be very foot forward. So mm -hmm. the whole, I don't, because I feel like a lot of tech websites are just very generic and not cool. And they all have the same illustration and they boring. And I wanted, I wanted to have everything that basically reminds that this is platform for food, food creative. So anything from like pop-ups, the pop-ups are like plates with food on it and, and mm -hmm. things like that. There's like food everywhere there. And I'm also curious who are those clients so i could think of like restaurants magazines or cookbooks what are other clients that are also in need of this food related contents there's a lot of different agencies that do advertising or different food concepts not just you know people need stuff that like documentaries for mm. about food like some companies need somebody, the company that grows onion, they may need somebody to go and do like documentary about how food is being manufactured. Or also, you know, there are people that are manufacturing kitchenware, mm -hmm. knives, plates, you know, anything that you are using in the kitchen, appliances. Mm -hmm. So that if you look at advertising and branding, there's always some, some there's always food involved there. There are also lifestyle brands, you know, there's always mm -hmm. food present somewhere you see the happy couple but somebody may be drinking latte mm -hmm. so you know if, if this is like a brand that is doing that they may need somebody to style that latte for that photography so mm -hmm. basically any anything from you know from developing recipes and photographing step by step 
you know, process of cooking something and writing those recipes. Even writing recipe requires skills because it has mm -hmm. it has to be properly done. There is basically it's like a nothing. It's you know when you use measurement, those are professionals that have to do it. Like mm -hmm. for your blog, you may you may be, you know, you may do whatever you want, but if you are a brand and you are you know officially releasing recipes, they have to be done in very mm -hmm. particular way. The measurements they have to be tested, they have to be properly measured and translated and step step by step. You know, it has to make sense. There are standards. You know, skilled people know how to do it. You know, some sometimes you need this standard. Sometimes you don't need the standards. You know, like for social media, people are more spontaneous and they're doing things just off the cuff. But, you know, if they are done for branding purpose or mm -hmm. then they require somebody that actually knows what they're doing. You know, it can be... It can, on it, actually, I have a, on the people that are present on Foodie are also talent. So, for example, actors and talent that that takes part in the commercials or photography. Because think about it, you have to have a hand model that is holding the burger, uh, or you know somebody. So those are called hand models. So people uh, with like hands, uh, you know, and you have to find these people. Like you mm -hmm. can't just have anybody with like ugly hands that are gonna look unappetizing, you know. Mm -hmm. So. So this is basically the platform to find anything like from A to Z, kind of like Amazon, they're linking and search engine for all these people. I have people that are juggling fruit. So mm -hmm. some something like that for commercial or some other skills, you know, you need, you need people. There are people that are have voice or do voiceover over commercials and they specialize in food stuff, you know, mm -hmm. there are different sound effects. So, so anybody that does something creatively for that type of stuff, you know, belongs to Fuli. Wow, that totally opens up a new world for me. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like there's like tons of opportunities there. And I think every creative, they can find their own niche. And there's even like a niche within the niche. Uh, like... There are food studies that are very highly skilled and well-paid they some of these people make like thousands of dollars a day mm. some of them don't uh, but the food stylist that start knows how to style ice cream for packaging and other things mm. those are very rare skills and there are very few people like that in the world that do it mm. properly so so the platform is basically allowing clients to find these people according mm -hmm. to skill level and you know and things they they can do and capable of mm -hmm. the problem with the social media is that a lot of those people from social media they think they can start ice cream but then they could never last on that job they would never be able to start that mm -hmm. you know the way the way it's needed for advertising or branding by mm -hmm. big brands so so definitely it's basically sorting out different level of skill different level of experience different level of media like i said because different media requires different concepts so yeah that's fully yeah and is there like a lot of competition and i mean as a food creative how do you stand out among your other competitors and what do you think sets your work apart from others so so it's really hard there's a huge competition and the best people are always the the busiest ones, but then again, there are different level of projects too. So you know, different. There's more. There's more trend to do stuff organically and get sort of 
so-called so user-generated content. So, so brands nowadays hire people that are less skilled. The content look more organic mm-hmm. and, and kind of like the users actually generated it. So it's kind of lying really, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, the brands are selling products and doing that, but there is always need for somebody that have this high level skill, like this, like the, you know, food stylist that knows how to style ice cream. Mm-hmm. But what sets you apart, I think, if you are like really good and creative and you have different ideas than anybody else, that will that will definitely set you apart. When it comes to like professional, commercial, food creative scene, like you have to be, you have to not only be good and creative, but you also have to be, understand the business and the industry. It takes years to really understand the know-how, you know, the etiquette working on set with you know with clients and it's also a lot of diplomacy because you have to do things you don't often like or you have to style or do things direct things that are just you know aesthetically not in your scope so being commercial artist it's more following the direction of the client and the concepts Mm -hmm. and and fulfilling like the vision of the client while the social media stuff is more spontaneous and gives more room for like experimentation and and just being yourself however that changes too a little bit so so basically you need to be really good persistent you need to you need to know the etiquette and like my work really evolving to think called creative direction so i i i because i did photography and styling and you know, I know the the market from some many different levels, and what interests me the most is the creative direction. So basically, developing the concepts, you know, matching them with the profile of the consumer. Basically, mm-hmm. there is a lot of psychology involved into developing those concepts. So it's not just like somebody decides to create pretty picture. It has to, if it's done for commercial reason, it has to basically target people's behavioral things they have to you know if it's meant for women you have to put certain things into this and so there is a lot of creative work so that's what I'm really focusing on nowadays and that's what fully really does too like I'm trying to understand the users the audience the customer the the consumer you know mentality so Mm -hmm. that's that I'm by trade I'm actually sociologist so this is sort of derivative of what I studied at school yeah I'm just going to mention that because I remember you were a sociology and business major. I feel that helped you a lot. <laughs> but the business really, you you learn as you mm. as you work. Like you, you can only have like basics at school. Like this is mm-hmm. all theory, but the reality of running things and managing things and mm-hmm. figuring things out is basically, is basically taking risks and not being afraid and understanding the market. Mm-hmm. So it's it's much more research intuition and of course you have to you have to have basics of be understanding of business mm-hmm. and how it functions and how to organize things and you know how to build relationships there's like so many aspects of of doing things so you mentioned you You've done a lot of like food photography. I I'm just curious about like your work routine. Like I know like many of the times you 
don't just take one photo and call it a day. It might take you like a long time and you need to like capture multiple shots to be perfect. Yeah, I'm just wondering, are there any like challenges you encounter when you're, when you're taking photos of food? And what was the most challenging shot you've ever done? And what is that food? Okay, so yeah, it's, you know, the clients depend on client again, like depend on budget. It used to be that during one day, you just took one or two shots mm -hmm. because they were so complicated. Like this ice cream stuff, that's really complicated. And it takes a lot of attempts to really get it right to the client's vision. So, mm -hmm. you know, for social media, you probably don't have to be perfect and can, like I said, can be more spontaneous, but getting basically translating things into client's vision it takes it takes long time when you work with like a big creative team the the creative director will be pushing you as a, will be pushing stylists and photographers like you have to set up lighting so there is a lot of test shots and 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 things and then you just keep pushing because the food doesn't move as a model you know mm -hmm. the model can just say strike the pose do this do that yeah. and the food it's the stylist that basically pushes that makes that perfect so mm -hmm. so you may have a i don't know cup of soup with some garnish and the director will be telling, no, I don't like that potato. Move that potato like this. Or like, I don't like the color. It looks too cold. Mm -hmm. I don't like the, I don't like the balls. Let's switch the ball or maybe like do something there, add something there. So it, it takes sometimes hours to, to set things up. Mm -hmm. And the most challenging shots are the ones that the, there's a lot of legal issues when it comes to advertising like like when some products cannot use certain colors or things so you have to be very very specific and my challenging product was when i was styling the ugliest fake juice that that i that didn't really have the ingredients that it was named after and we had to use other ingredients and it was just red and nothing and it would just like look like red red nothing would come through but i could not use anything else Mm -hmm. because because that's how the brand direction was like you, you could not possibly do it make it look good the same mm -hmm. thing i was studying for chinese fast food chain i'm not gonna say the name and we were we were studying everything like on their menu like every dish they have mm -hmm. so one of these dishes was like the brown beef and it was just brown beef it was just really ugly you look like I'm not gonna say like what it looked really bad, and you can you can and you cannot add because it's supposed to be the way they sell it. Mm -hmm. So you could not ask anything green because when you photograph product, it has to be the way the way they sell it. So I could not add anything, you know. I could not add I don't know spring of onion or mm -hmm. or anything or pepper to make it look good. It had to be the way it sold, and it just looked awful. <laughs> And, and and you still have to like, and the client is standing there and they know that it looks awful and there's nothing you can do, but you have to like try to make it. So you sculpt it, you do things. It's just like, it's just pure insanity. So you have to play with lighting and, mm -hmm. but it's still, you know, so those are the difficult shots in food photography. Mm. I see. I, I remember watching some like videos. So they pour like a motor oil over pancakes. Like they're using fake food. So that, that is not always the case, right? Like you're not supposed to really use fake stuff. Especially mm -hmm. like, for example, if you like, they used to use like potato starch to make ice cream and, and, and shortening. 
to fake it. But for example, if you are selling ice cream and the photography is for selling product ice cream, it has to be the real ice cream. That's why it's so hard to style it. And there are a few people knowing it. You can't really fake stuff. If you're doing something for social media, just for fun, yeah, then you can probably use the oil, you know, and pretend that it's that it's the maple maple syrup. Mm -hmm. But if you were, for example, if that was the advertising for maple syrup, you could not fake it. It would have to be the maple syrup. And there is probably, you know, some kind of food stylist. I never really start had to fake any anything like that, but the style is probably fake and play with the texture. So it has to be more sticky because you cannot, the the regular maple syrup, it's really kind of liquid. It's not really, it's not like honey, it's it's thin. So, you know, the stylists need to use probably some substitutes or thicken something so it makes, so it, it's, it's basically more sticky. <laughs> And it's easier to photograph and pour it, you know, it stays in place. Mm -hmm. So every stylist has secrets or things they do. And it depends, you know, and a lot of times you have to test things too. When you have something you never work with, mm -hmm. usually when you work as a stylist, you have a prep day that you can test all these things and ideas and see how it works, you know. So when you go there, because there's no, when you're working on set and time is precious, like you don't have time for experimentation. But still, like there's always issue that may come up, something that you didn't really anticipate it. And then you have to think on your on a fly and basically come out with creative solution. That's why only few can do like this really commercial food stylist job when you are working under pressure mm. and, and you have to come out with like solution creative solutions. You have to be like really you have to know know food really well and how it behaves and also be very crafty. Yeah, and I also noticed um, the photographer usually will include some different kinds of props in their in their picture to make the picture look more appealing and more dynamic. So do you have your favorite props when you're doing food photography? Well, just like I said, it depends on projects because most projects have very predefined props. So if it's like this is the shoot ordered by brand, they have a specific vision. So we have to, there's always somebody usually on the bigger shoots, somebody called prop stylist. So they have to source those props. They have to match the style and, you know, consult it with the creative director or whoever is in charge of that. So I don't really have props, but I don't like, I can tell you that I don't like styling food on rectangular plates because it's just really hard and mm. and it just gives a really bad perspective in the photography. Like rounder shapes are mm -hmm. much nicer too. And you know, maybe a little bit deeper, flat flat plates are kind of tough. So there's a lot of, this is all about perspective and like geometry and building the set and making things look good because mm -hmm. whatever you see like with your bare eyes, it will look completely different through the lens of the camera. And mm -hmm. the, also it depends on what lens you are using. So there's a lot of, that's why you these people need to be skilled because this is really skilled and you have to understand that, you know. So artists, professionally trained artists and sculptors, they will understand it. And people that just generally understand mm -hmm. the geometry, photography, lighting. There's just so much more involved than just making food and bringing plates, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
your job is to play with food and experiment with food. So it sounds very fun and very rewarding, and it can also like pay well. But I assume there are also things that are not so glamorous, things that are not a whole lot of fun. Yeah, I'm just wondering what are the struggles of being a food creative besides all those great things and all those bonuses. Well, finding the clients, that's the biggest struggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, this is really hard to physically work. It's nothing glamorous. Like you are on your feet nonstop and it's very stressful. And the client is often sitting there and, you know, come saying like, I don't like it, do this, do that, do that. And time is running out and you have to do it. So you have to be very diplomatic. Sometimes you just want to be rude and just say, just let's stop it. Or like you don't, you disagree. So mm-hmm. you have to be very diplomatic. You have to like, you know, you have to basically be very patient. Basically, you have to be physically fit to do this job because you're going to be on your feet a lot when you do that. And this usually shoots, the, the standard shoot, shoot date, shoot time is like 10 hours with lunch break. So so basically, it's not a job for people that are not physically strong because they're going to get exhausted. And you have mm-hmm. to run, you have to bring things, change things. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of work, mentally and physically exhausting, for sure. And then what is the best part of it? Uh, just when you see the pictures and it looks good and you see the client that is happy, mm-hmm. you know, and then when you see the picture somewhere and it looks good or people say, oh, this is great, you know. Mm-hmm. So this is really rewarding. And also planning, it's kind of fun, like, you know, figuring things out and 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 just... If there's, that's a, you know, when you have like a really nice shoot that allows you time to think about things on set that you don't have like, like just like the social media clients, they want a lot of shots, which is, they don't understand how much work goes into it. Mm. But when you have luxury to work on this more expensive shoots with bigger budgets and you don't have to do like 50 shots or 30 shots like the small brands from social media want, but you can do like three or five shots or even less sometimes. That's really cool because you have time to really make this perfect. And, you know, it's really rewarding when you have like actually this luxury to take your time to do something really well instead of like being rushed and doing things in hurry, Mm -hmm. under pressure. Yeah. And what is your favorite, your personal favorite among all those foods? you have been work with? My favorite food? Mm-hmm. I actually had a really cool project uh, not too long ago that was a seafood for a seafood mm-hmm. company. And we photographed about 40 different types of different seafood species. And and then did, because, and it was raw, all raw seafood. And it, some of it didn't look too cool or it was very hard to photograph. Mm-hmm. So so I, I kind of like that. and. It was a it was a very creative challenge, and then the creative director had a very specific vision. They wanted to make something like artful out of the raw seafood. I love I love that like the raw fishes, and it was very minimalistic style, and mm. I thought it looked really really pretty. The project didn't come out yet, and it's so it's still I can't really say say what it was, but you know it's it was pretty it was pretty good, and I and I really look forward to seeing that in life so that's the raw seafood was actually pretty cool project that i did 
because everything else like package stuff it's just boring everybody like you just see so much of it but that was pretty unique mm. and then also the eating that seafood later was nice too oh i see so the photographer can't get to eat right <laughs> well i mean you don't really want to eat seafood from the from set because especially you know you were sitting there for long you're probably gonna get salmonella but mm -hmm. but you know i got some seafood home that was fresh mm -hmm. so i was able to eat it later mm -hmm. and sometimes you get really cool food you can bring home or you can actually share food too because there is a lot of food waste so you can you can take that food and, and bring and give it to other people you know sometimes i have like so much left over so I give it to like strangers or neighbors or people that I know they need it. So that's a good part too, that you can actually share something after. I see. Do you miss any food from Poland? Because I know like a lot of immigrants, they have a hard time finding the most authentic food in the U.S. Does that happen to you as well? Yeah, there are a couple, there are a couple, because I, I like to cook. So I can, if I miss something, I just cook it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there are a couple of Polish restaurants in LA. They're pretty awful. I would not recommend them. <laughs> mm. But there are, and I basically can cook anything. So whatever I want, I just make it. So so I can find the most authentic Polish food in my own kitchen because mm -hmm. I can make it. So for me, it's easy. And there's, there's really everything you can buy, pretty much every ingredient you can buy here. So it's not really hard. There's no, it's not really hard. Yeah. Yeah, because I just went to one of my friends' dinner party last week, and they're also from Poland. And I, I could feel they're pretty um, disappointed by the bread in the U.S., so they bake their own bread at home. And this is also true of one of my friends who is a French, and she has so many complaints about American-made cheese, <laughs> and she misses French cheese a lot. Yeah, but, but then you can buy French cheese anywhere here, too. And the same with bread. I feel like San Francisco, where you are, has the best bakeries in the world, like mm. 13 Bakery, and there are like... So if your friend doesn't know where to buy bread, send her to 13 Bakery, because oh, this okay. is the best bakery in the world, and they don't even have bread like that in Poland. So so all the immigrants, they just don't branch out. Uh -huh. they, don't, they don't know where to go. If she goes to Trader Joe's, she can get, you know, decent bread. Yeah, a lot of immigrants write to like to complain, but they don't really like explore the possibilities. Mm -hmm. And California has a lot to offer in terms of food, especially Los Angeles and San Francisco. Like I said, San Francisco, her team, it's like the best bakery in the world. So mm -hmm. send her over there. But it's gonna it's gonna be expensive. It's not gonna be cheap. You know, she will have to pay like more than ten dollars for a loaf of bread. But it will be real beautiful sourdough bread mm -hmm. that is like she she could never buy in Poland probably. I see. Yeah, I will definitely let her know. And maybe I will check that out myself. <laughs> yeah, so you mentioned you um, work with a lot of clients and uh, most of them like uh, like commercial. But do you still like do like personal project, like just keep yourself motivated? and for the pure purpose of joy not so much anymore because i'm just like busy doing it mm -hmm. but somehow i do things called testing like with some people that i know some photographers or stylists like you just get together and you do project for fun mm -hmm. so so 
I don't do it that much anymore. And and I wish I had more time for that or space in my head mm-hmm. because it's fun. Mm-hmm. I cook for myself and just photograph with my iPhone. But it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, I don't really, I, I feel like ever since I started foodie, I just don't have time. I But I do, I do come out with like the ideas for foodie. So that's like my passion project because it's, foodie is my passion. It's yeah. like my baby. Mm-hmm. So whatever I do for foodie, that's, I guess, that is mm-hmm. sort of like, you know, my fulfilling my personal needs mm-hmm. for doing something. So, yes. Yeah. And I also like this name of foodie because I feel a lot of people love to call themselves foodies when they introduce themselves to others. The, the love for food is like a very good like icebreaker when you're meeting new people. So it is, and also the foodie because it's spe- spelled P H O O D E. It has meaning because it's for food. P H O is for photography, oh. and D D E is for design. So it kind of includes all the things that foodie is all about. Oh, oh, I, well, that that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was like thinking very hard. So and I trademarked that name too because mm-hmm. I thought it was good, mm-hmm. and. You know, I had different name before, and it was called Culinary Lens, but it didn't sound like a like a good platform name. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's too long and just like too clunky. Uh-huh. So I I had like brainstorming session with a lot of people trying to come up with something, and you know, it's hard because a lot of domains are taken with the catchy name, so it was really hard to come up with something. Mm-hmm. But Foodie, Foodie, you know, sounded really good and was actually available. There was a company called Foodie before, but they but they shut down. So the domain was for sale. Oh, you're lucky. <laughs> I, li- yeah. I was like, yeah. So yeah. now it's mine, and and I trademarked the name, so nobody nobody else mm-hmm. can use it. Yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's basically all my questions. And it's so nice to have you here, Mada. And yeah, so if you love food, I highly encourage you to check out uh, Mada's work. And if you want to showcase your food-related work, or if you want to hire food creative, food talents, you can also check out Foodie. Or if you need some, you know, consultant that understands or for mm-hmm. your brand or whatever, this is fully too. And you can contact me directly too if you have questions. So, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm here to help. Anything food related, creativity related, mm-hmm. it's on me. Hey, thank you for listening. If you like our episodes, subscribe to Dedicated on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. If you want to follow us on socials, you can find us at Dedicated FM on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to contact us, our email is dedicatedfm2022 at gmail.com. I hope you enjoy.